Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 14, Watchdogs. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? It was good. Uh, Nothing too exciting happened, but in general it was like a good week, you know? Yeah. That's good. I'm sorry I don't have details. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, the lag just got bad for some reason. So, um, have fun editing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I might just keep this in as explanation. (laughs) Anyway, well, my week is gonna be very exciting, because I'm going to see Paramore tonight! I'm so excited! (laughs) Yeah! So, but that's all. That's all you get. I'll tell you about it next time. Okay. Shall we get started? Let's do it. Okay, so this episode was written by Drew Z. Greenberg and directed by Jesse Bochko. Bochko! Who do we meet in this episode? Um, we really only meet one actual new character, uh, and his, his name is Ruben, and he makes a pretty mean sandwich, so, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, first things first in this episode, Max's first name is Alfie. <laughs> Alfonso, I believe. Yeah. Also, I love that I had the same reaction as Daisy did. <laughs> Alfie. So, Mac and his brother have a cute little soul share talking about their recent work struggles. Mac mentions that he had to say goodbye to some of his favorite co-workers, and he apologizes that his brother got laid off. I know it comes in later with the, um, like, the financial struggles that he's having and all, but mm-hmm. my initial thought was, damn, I wish my mom and dad would leave me their house. <laughs> yeah. Would be nice. Um, so the Mac brothers go inside to make dinner and Mac turns on the news to see a breaking video of a brute of a what? <laughs> of a group. To see a breaking video of a group called the Watchdogs, um, who apparently just all wear the silliest, stupidest looking masks I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, they are threatening the ATCU with paintballs. Okay, not paintballs. <laughs> I mean, the building did crumble into a ball, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and Max's brother thinks that it's awesome? Yikes. Nothing like family revealing their extremist views. For real. It's... They did that really well, too, because it was so, like... It's so jarring when you're expecting them to say something that aligns with what you think, because you, you're like oh, the, this is the rational way to feel about this, and then they say something completely off, like, out of left field. Um, and it's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Coulson, once again, being an absolutely 
terrible, horrid boss <laughs> tells Mac that he's the closest agent to the watchdog scene. So even though he's on vacation and would have to literally like blow his cover to his brother, he needs to just figure it out and get to the ATCU because we all make sacrifices. Colson, I love you, but holy Jesus shit, I Christ. hate you. <laughs> It's God. a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> We've said before, we love Coulson, but in the real world, he's a terrible fucking boss. <laughs> like, in the context of the show, I'm like, yeah, he does need to, he, yeah, <laughs> he needs to get over there for the plot. <laughs> you better get there. <laughs> um, so, Mac just lies terribly to, to his brother with some excuse so he can get out of the house for a while. Coulson is also sending Daisy and Fitz to meet up with Mac at the ATCU and report back whatever they find. And so why did Mac have to go again? <laughs> because, like, they got there at the same time. <laughs> for the plot, I guess. For the plot. <laughs> Also, uh, Coulson kind of coldly tells Daisy and Lincoln that Lincoln is not going to be on this mission, um, and he doesn't even mention the results of Lincoln's field evaluation that they were so excited about hearing about. I feel like I said the word about, like, 40 times just now. Uh, it's, it sounded fine to me. That's showbiz, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, Daisy fits... Especially in- with this lag. Yeah, for real. So Daisy, Fitz, and Mac are all at the implosion site. Again, no reason for Mac to be there if Daisy and Fitz got there at the same fucking time. Um, But Fitz finds that the bomb (laughs) residue has something called nitramine, which is uh, something that Stark Industries developed after World War II, apparently, but is difficult to get and, according to Mac, shouldn't be able to be used in a paintball gun. (laughs) So the episode connects the series to several other MCU television shows by featuring the chemical compound nitramine, which was developed by Howard Stark and seen in the Agent Carter episodes Now is Not the End and Bridge and Tunnel, by noting a gang war in Hell's Kitchen, as seen in the second season of Daredevil, and by referencing the company Damage Control, which was the focus of a potential MCU television series of the same name and later seen in Spider-Man Homecoming. Cool. Man, they just are connected all the way around. Sorry, I just made so much noise yeah. with my laptop. And I want to say, like, um, Damage Control also is in um, the Ms. Marvel series, Ooh. which is really good. And even though we're not, we're not doing the TV series for the bonus episodes, <laughs> I wish we could just so you, you could watch that show because it's really good. Maybe maybe that'll be what we do after we finish Agents of Shield. <laughs> then we'll just yeah. move on to all the TV shows just to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so the watchdogs somehow got their hands on some nitramine and enhanced it. Then Mac asks if they should bring the imploded building back to HQ and Fitz is like, I mean, I guess you could try, but it's a building. <laughs> Vince was so sassy in this episode. He really was. I loved it. I love when I love when he asserts his opinion. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the phone with Daisy, Coulson realizes that there was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent with a certain interest in enhancing nitramine. Hmm. And he's gone off grid since Deathlock broke his spine. And then it's the big dramatic reveal of the leader of the Watchdogs, and they show his face, and it's a man I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, the name Agent Blake sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like he was in, like, one episode in season one or something. He was but... in a couple episodes, <laughs> but, like, it wasn't a big part. Yeah. Um, but what I wrote was, like, oh, Felix Blake behind the Watchdogs. Damn, remember him? And then, in parentheses, I added on, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I did not. (laughs) David was sitting next to me while I was watching it, and I was just like, I was like, oh my god, who is it? And then they showed his face, and I was like, I don't know! (laughs) (laughs) He was was like, who is it? And I was like, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) They said his name was Felix Blake, that's all I know. Um, so May finds Simmons at the gun range practicing. Simmons is overwhelmed with guilt for Will dying to save her, for Fitz risking his life for her multiple times, and worst of all, for setting Lash loose and him killing all of those inhumans. Simmons feels all of these things happen because she herself is inadequate, so she wants to learn how to defend herself better so she never has to feel like a damsel in distress again. Her guilt for everything breaks my heart. Like, I know. You have no idea. Poor thing. Ugh. So, May, May assures Simmons that the Inhumans' deaths were not her fault and that she's not responsible for Garner or Lash's actions. And then she just, like, walks away. <laughs> These these people are so bad at emotional conversations. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like, can somebody give her a hug? Somebody tell her, you are not responsible for all of these people, and they all made their own decisions. And also, I'll help you. How about that? Yeah. May literally trained, like, everybody there. Yeah. The... The way that, like, May shows love, I think, is uh, by giving her that pointer where she said, you're holding your breath and you need to exhale when you pull the trigger. I guess. And, like, that was it, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she could have been like, it wasn't your fault, and here, let me show you, or, like, I'll work with you, I'll train you, I don't know. <laughs> She is the trainer. (laughs) (laughs) Teach her. Yeah. Anyway. Daisy decides that the best way to get information on the watchdogs is to use stolen information that she's already hacked from online comments and posts to track someone down and find out what they know about the radicalized watchdogs. And from what they describe, these people are basically like QAnon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who said it, but someone in that scene said, hate gives you direction. That could be dangerous. Yeah. And that's so true. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why things like QAnon are are so terrifying, because it just... Yeah. It gives you 
something to focus your yeah it gives you something to focus it on or someone um and then that it just builds and builds Mac does not agree with Daisy's method, however, um, especially because he's afraid that his brother could be radicalized if he hasn't been already. Which, oh my god, that's that's terrifying. Um, yeah. So Mac decides to get back to his vacation, and then Daisy calls dibs on Fitz, who looks very conflicted. <laughs> She's like, Fitz, you're with me. He's like, am I? Am I? um so then lincoln meets up with colson who informs him that uh they are going on a different mission together to find felix blake at one of his safe houses that colson happens to know all about um lincoln assumes that this means colson was pleased with his evaluation but colson quickly corrects him uh, that he was not, in fact, happy with Lincoln's evaluation. But he wants to evaluate Lincoln himself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought it, I thought this part of the storyline was really interesting. Because um, yeah. I, I don't... I liked Lincoln, but I don't really remember, like, much about him and, like, how his story takes shape. Um, yeah. So I'm having fun. It's, like, interesting watching like how he fits in at at shield and stuff it's like you get to watch it all over i've never i've just never paid that close of attention yeah (laughs) oh my god it's just like listening to speak now taylor's version and getting to hear all your favorite songs for the first time again yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's july 9th (laughs) and at some point during Ah! this recording it's going to be 158 on july 9th (laughs) Holy shit. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mac finds his brother drunk and upset back at the house. Ruben is struggling to make ends meet ever since he took on their parents' house. Mac accuses Ruben of only suggesting that they take a trip to Baja together and like spend time together in order to ask him for money. And Ruben is honestly rightfully offended by this because he has never asked for money and he's not asking now but he does feel beaten down by the government systems that put him in this position Mac says well no one put a gun to your head you could have sold the house you didn't have to keep it which would be a valid comeback if Ruben was actually asking for money but he is not (laughs) so it kind of (laughs) sucked (laughs) yeah Cause like he's talking about societal issues. Uh, Ruben is saying, I, but I did, I did take on the house because mom and dad gave it to me and now I can't afford the mortgage and I can't afford to move. So I'm just stuck in, in this cycle. Um, which is awful. And this is where the watchdogs yeah. content online became comforting for Ruben he sees people who understand his struggle and uh, who want to stand up to the powers that be who keep him in this cycle of poverty. Um, and that makes sense to him. But Mac Mac begs Ruben not to be radicalized by the watchdogs, but he does not, in fact, give him a good reason not to be <laughs> at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, 
I can see, I mean, obviously they don't tell us like what the, the online posts are about. Um, but you know, somehow Ruben being too poor to like not be poor anymore <laughs> is leads him to <laughs> hating aliens. I don't know. I don't know where that leap happened, but this is exactly how <laughs> these kinds of uh, groups like get you as they, they give you something to believe in and then they give you a reason they, they empathize or sympathize with you about whatever your struggle is. And then they give you someone to blame for that struggle. And of course the person to blame is, or the group to blame is never the group that is actually like has power over, <laughs> over that. Um, yeah, but that's, you know, that's that slippery slope that they talk about. Yep. For sure. So then May shows Simmons the work that she's been doing, trying to find Andrew. May tells Simmons that she can't let the guilt overwhelm her. She has to let it fuel her to channel it into something productive. Then Simmons starts helping May to narrow down her search. In the plane on the way to Blake, Lincoln finally asks Colson what his evaluation said. Colson says that basically the issue is that Lincoln is only there for Daisy, not to actually be part of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he needs to prove that he actually wants this and is committed to not only being an agent, but being a part of this organization. Prove that he can follow orders, prove that you believe in the cause. Colson thinks that he can do it, which is why they're on this mission together. Honestly, if Colson talked to me like he's talking to Lincoln in that scene, I would cry. Actually, yes. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> he put a, he put put on his la, la, la. he put on his mean boss voice. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Don't interrupt me." Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um, so Daisy finds one of the watchdogs and intimidates slash terrifies him into telling her where they meet in real life. Fitz is there as backup, but he's not feeling this plan. Actually, it looks like he might throw up, honestly. He really looked so uncomfortable holding that gun and just like yeah. uncomfortable with the situation Daisy put him in, in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stop making Fitz have to do things he doesn't like. <laughs> Quit it. Yeah. Let our science boy do science only. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Daisy calls Mac with the location of the next watchdog meeting. And Mac says that there's nothing for him and his brothers anyway, so he'll meet them there. Um, Reuben finds him as Mac is hanging up and offers for Mac to stay for lunch. But Mac declines and dips... And Ruben is very disappointed. And suspicious. So Simmons helps May begin thinking more like a doctor than a spy in her search for Andrew. May says that the end goal is to find and kill Andrew, unfortunately. Um, but Simmons offers that they have been working on a vaccine using Creel's blood, and that since Andrew hasn't fully transformed into Lash yet, it might still work on him. 
But May just says, don't give me hope. I don't want hope. That, Ouch. that broke me. Ugh. So Daisy, Mac, and Fitz find the watchdog hideout, and Fitz sends his little drone over to listen in. Daisy recognizes Blake's voice. How? I'll never know. <laughs> it could never be me. <laughs> um, and immediately calls Coulson. Who is just arriving to one of Blake's safe houses in Atlanta. And Lincoln picks now, after they have already broken in, to ask what he's supposed to be looking for. <laughs> I feel like that conversation should have happened outside the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, Colson texts Daisy back to only observe and not attack yet. But just then, fucking Reuben rumbles up on his little motorcycle that he finally got running with Max's help. And first of all, I guess he heard more of Max's phone conversation than I thought. But second, why would he go there? <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> As a youngest sibling, this is such youngest sibling bullshit. <laughs> Mac tries to signal to Ruben to go away without being seen by the watchdogs, but it's too late. Mac is forced to shoot three of them, and then Daisy uses her powers on one of them. And then, I I don't know why, but in my mind, I thought that the best way to refer to the rest of them, of the watchdogs, was WD-40s. Um, <laughs> so, that's what I call them. <laughs> Uh, so one of the other WD-40s saw what Daisy did and thought that Mac was the one with powers, which sounds not good. <laughs> no. So Ruben rides away. I'd say that's a fucking good idea, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and Daisy agrees to leave, uh, but I don't think she will. Um, and nope, she sure doesn't. She tells Fitz to call for help and she runs doesn't. <laughs> she tells Fitz to call for help and runs over to the window herself to look for Blake. But Blake is in Atlanta with Colson, of course. And then Fitz gets shot with a fucking imploding paintball and the fucking antidote doesn't work, and I swear to God, if Fitz dies, I'm burning everything down. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a horrible way to kill him off. Terrible. Imagine he goes to, he goes through a portal to another fucking planet and makes it back twice and then they fucking shoot him with a paintball. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. That would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. I um I put this in the wrong spot, but I'm going to say it here anyway. Okay. Um so, later on, Daisy offers to quake the nitramine off of Fitz's neck, which is a reference to her code name from the comics, Quake. I loved that she said that, because I have been wondering this whole time what I'm supposed to call it when she uses her powers. <laughs> she <laughs> quakes them. <laughs> yeah. But I can't, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> she quaked him into the wall. <laughs> that is actually, I think that's how 
most people refer to it. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> she can pull it off. I I can't. I can't say that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So Blake starts giving Coulson his villain monologue that's making Lincoln increasingly angry because he's essentially just talking out of his ass, insulting aliens for no fucking reason. And then Coulson's like, hey, why are you monologuing? <laughs> I, I wrote down that there was a mention of Ultron. I think that they've referred to the events of Age of Ultron in the show before. Yeah. But I, I thought it was in, a thing to note. We'll be watching that one eventually. <laughs> we haven't gotten there. Yeah. It's not that far. Actually, oh, it might be the next right? one. <gasps> Stop. That's crazy. What great timing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Daisy has brought Fitz and an extra watchdog guard to the Zephyr containment pod to force this watchdog to tell them how to remove the nitramine from Fitz's neck. The guy himself doesn't know, but he does give them a clue that the enhancement is just suspended in the liquid. So Fitz figures out how to slow the implosion by freezing the paintball. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Coulson finally figures out Blake's game and orders Lincoln to not just hurt Blake, but kill him. Lincoln hesitates and begs for Coulson to pick something else for him to do but finally just blasts him and it turns out that Blake was only a hologram it was a test <clears throat> and a distraction it was a test <laughs> um, so Daisy uses liquid nitrogen to freeze the nitramine is it the same thing Does nit I'm assuming that nitramine no. comes from nitrogen I don't remember, but I think it's its own thing. Okay, well, then they should have picked a different name. <laughs> Damn okay. you, Howard Stark. I'll, I'll let them know. Name. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll call the manager for you. <laughs> Stanley himself, from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use a Ouija board. <laughs> and he'll be like I go back in time and change it but I can't <laughs> <laughs> anyway so Daisy uses liquid nitrogen to freeze the nitramine and then Fitz is able to just peel it off thankfully and it was funny though because it looked like um, the old school Nickelodeon logo you know yeah so then Daisy tells the WD-40 that she's turning him over to the ATCU. So Coulson praises Lincoln for both speaking up when he disagreed, but then still following orders, kind of. Um, and he also says that he could tell Blake was a hologram because he usually interrupts people a lot more. So there must have been, so there must have been a slight lag, just like here. <laughs> just like now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mac arrives back at his brother's house and Reuben is waiting by the door Reuben is freaking out that Mac would be 
quote, helping those freaks. Um, which, okay, I don't understand why the Inhumans are freaks because of something that they have no control over, but the Watchdogs are not freaks because they literally chose to wear stupid fucking masks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, but Mac tells him that Mac tries to tell him that the Inhumans aren't all dangerous, that they're just people. But Ruben doesn't want to hear it. He's too angry about Mac keeping so many secrets. And I understand, like, because he did just learn a whole lot about his brother that clearly Mac has been keeping secret for his entire adult life. However, I feel like I would want to know. <laughs> If I just yeah. learned all that, I'd be like, no, you're going to tell me everything right now. <laughs> um, so then Lincoln and Coulson realize at about the same time as Fitz and Daisy that the watchdogs were trying to kill an inhuman. They were baiting S.H.I.E.L.D., um, except that they thought that the inhuman was Mac, the agent who is currently alone and vulnerable. Oh, fuck. Damn. As Mac is trying to explain to Ruben that he works for S.H.I.E.L.D. to try and protect people, the watchdogs break into the house armed to kill. Fuck. At this point, I was so I was so focused on this poor guy and his mortgage and shit. I was like, <laughs> not the house! He can't afford that! He can't afford to move! <laughs> he can't afford the repairs! Uh, <laughs> that's such a good point. <laughs> Um, so Mac takes a moment to like show off his spy skills and figure out their escape plan. Um, and he assures his brother that at shield, he's a mechanic and he hates when he has to be a spy. I just, I don't know why like half of my notes are just like written down quotes, but I wrote that down too, <laughs> where he said, I'm a mechanic. I hate this stuff. And like the way he <laughs> delivered that line was so good. It was so good. I loved it. You remember when I didn't like Mac? Or did yeah. I? Yeah. I don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a period of time. I didn't trust him. But now, I trust him with my life. I told you he gets better. Or maybe yeah, I didn't right. tell you. I think you just were like, I was like, don't you hate him? And you were like, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, like, hold back my opinions so as not to spoil <laughs> anything, like, a lot of the time. Yeah. You do a good job. I I mean, I think. Maybe... You, never mind. It's fine. It's, I think you do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> because... Thank you. I don't ever... I don't ever see shit coming. <laughs> um, and also, like you said before, the even when you have spoiled things, it's, like the most random fucking shit that I never would have seen coming anyway, even with the spoiler. Yeah. Because it makes no sense out of context. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Mac leads Ruben through the house towards their escape, and they have to kill at least five watchdogs on the way. And Mac has to keep Ruben from running straight into them several times. Poor Ruben. Mac does get shot, but they work together to beat the watchdogs, and I loved... Just seeing Ruben get to see his brother in a whole new light and be so impressed by him 
That was really cool. Yeah. My my thought during that whole scene, well, not the whole scene, but when he starts taping the butcher's knife to the gun, and Ruben's like, what are you doing? And he goes, shotgun axe. <laughs> and I went, shotgun axe, shotgun axe, shotgun axe. <laughs> that was such, like, a... It was so fucking random because I also was like, did he even use it? <laughs> I feel, I, I guess he got like one swipe in, but <laughs> I was like, I feel like the gun, the shotgun part of it is more useful. <laughs> um, anyway, so Max okay, thankfully. And Daisy talks Ruben through what happened while the paramedics load Mac onto an ambulance. So Daisy mentions having Damage Control come to clean up the McKenzie's house after the shootout. Damage Control is a construction company appearing in Marvel Comics, which specializes in repairing the property damage caused by conflicts between superheroes and supervillains. That's cool. I'm so glad that that exists in some context. (laughs) (laughs) Because poor Ruben. (laughs) Yeah. It's like an insurance claim thing, but you don't have to claim insurance. You're just like, they just oh. They show up. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I hope they pay for the therapy, too. Damn. Yeah, for real. PTSD. <laughs> um, so Ruben is understandably freaked, and Daisy assures him that Mac is an excellent S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and he's very good at saving people. Daisy apologizes for not being a very good partner this time and being here to, to help stop those men. Um, plus, she fucking loves finding out that Max's first name is Alfie. <laughs> I feel like Chloe Bennett has chemistry with everyone. Truly. I feel like we've said that before, too, actually. But absolutely she does. I was like, well, now I want them to kiss. <laughs> She just is, like, a very charming person. Yeah. I want to have chemistry with Chloe Bennett. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, moving on. So now it's time for the (laughs) post-content content. Daisy and Coulson find out that the initial watchdog implosion at the ATCU was actually funded by Malik as a distraction. What they don't find out is what Hydra got out of it. And apparently, uh, what they got from it was a deal with Blake, um, who was a hologram to hide the fact that he's in a wheelchair. Which, like, is fine. You can be in a wheelchair, Blake. That's okay. (laughs) You're allowed. It's the internalized ableism. (laughs) Yep. I mean, also, probably, if he's working with Hydra, they're super ableist, so they they would... Yeah. They would put that idea in his head. But what Blake gets out of the deal is a giant fucking missile and an army of troops to command to kill more Inhumans. And, I mean, I guess, so we figured out what Blake wanted, but we still don't know what Hydra gets out of the deal, which is terrifying. My my initial reaction to that whole exchange, this whole scene, I just went, 
Yo. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that sums it up really well, actually. <laughs> Yo. Anyway. So, overall that's thoughts. It. This felt like such a nice little like fluff episode. <laughs> I feel like like things happened and the plot moved forward, but also a nice little fluff episode. I loved meeting Minnie Mac. Yeah. I did feel like the pacing of the episode was a little weird because, like, the first half felt kind of slow, but then the second half went by, like, like that, you know? I kind of agree. What were your overall thoughts? I had a good time watching it. I, I watched it with my oldest niece, Daphne. You guys know her. She's been on the podcast before. Y'all know her. <laughs> you know Daphne. <laughs> but, yeah, so we had fun. Good. Well, great. Well, that concludes our episode on Season 3, Episode 14, Watch Dogs. Hell yeah. Next week, we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 15, Space Time, so stay tuned for that. Okay, bye. Bye, love you.